Digital Marketing Radio, episode 137. Learning from your competitors' pay-per-click advertising campaigns. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Today's episode is brought to you by Aweber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal for all digital marketing radio listeners, and that's a 60-day free trial with the email marketing software provider I use, Aweber. Lock in your 60-day free trial, plus view a video that I've recorded in the three reasons why I use their service at aweber.com slash DMR. So just go to aweber.com slash DMR to get started today. The Big Interview with David Bain. I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Now, today I'm joined by a tech entrepreneur who is a passionate builder of SaaS products that solve real-world problems. He's the founder of a company that monitors Google, Bing, Yahoo, text ads and trends, and offers PPC competitor insight. Welcome to DMR, Leon Krishnayana. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Well, great um, to have you here, Leon. Yeah, th- thanks for coming on. Well, you can find Leon over at ispionage.com. I'll make sure there'll be links um, to that over the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. So, Leon, is it essential for every business that runs PPC ads to be analyzing their competitors' ads as well? Yes, I think so. And um, we believe that, uh, first of all, you know, before we do that right we i just want to make sure that our audience are going to be on the same page with us is that you know um, google adwords is probably one of the most converting channel uh, out there digital marketing channels right and um if you see the data the statistic you know like uh, google adwords has about two to five percent con- uh, click through rate as compared to uh, facebook which is probably about 0.1 to 0.5% CTR. And then the average of conversion of uh, Google AdWords is somewhat like 5.6%. Um, and Facebook is pretty low on that. So I think it's, it's very important for any digital marketers, I think, to really realize that, you know, as cool as Facebook or any other social media out there, it, it has a different type of... Um, uh, function as Google AdWords or search. You know, Facebook is good to create awareness uh, when people are not ready to buy or not ready, not even aware of your product, then they uh, can see your ads and create an awareness. Um, Google AdWords on, on in the meantime is that when people already try to search for a solution, they type in those keywords into Google uh, search bar and then see your ads and come to your site and it's much more ready to convert right and the reason that i mention all this is that because because of that a lot of internet marketers um advanced marketers essentially they know that uh, google adwords is, is the most converting channels and they they bid the keywords um on the on the keywords that uh, uh pretty, pretty pretty much similar to your the keywords that your your business has and it actually bids up the cost per click so Google cost per click is pretty much a lot more expensive than Facebook's ads, essentially, right? Mm. Now, this is where I think you need to really pay attention on 
who your competitors are on Google AdWords. Because a lot of people who don't understand about Google AdWords, when they start doing Google AdWords, they're just doing it and then they try it for a while and then it didn't work out. And then you, they started to it's like, okay, this channel just didn't work out. But uh, in reality is that um, it, it will work out if they have if they do the proper optimization, right? So just step back a little bit on 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 how normally Google AdWords advertiser work is that you know you need to have a product first of all, and then you wrap it with an offer, you know, a free trial or or a cheap uh, price or whatever introduction price, and then you wrap it up again with the, your landing page or your websites, uh, which is pretty much this is the essential of your uh, business block, right? Business building block. And then mm -hmm. after that, you go to Google AdWords, you start compiling the keyword list and then start segmenting it um, so, uh, and then creating ad copies uh, for those segments of keyword list, basically um, a tightly knit keyword and ad copies. And then you, then you launch those, uh, those campaigns. And then after that, you wait for a week, maybe a month or about maybe even more to get the data and then start optimizing those 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 keywords and add copies, right? And the optimization process normally goes like, you know, you add more keywords, you trim more keywords, you delete those keywords, and then you adjust the the the, the bit uh, on those keywords. You also adjust the ad copies, you adjust your offers. Essentially, those are the optimization process that needs to be done in kind of like any campaign, but specifically in Google AdWords. Why? Because AdWords is pretty expensive, so you gotta be, you know, you gotta be able to uh, to 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 bear the costs of doing so, right? So what you're basically saying is that is that pay per click adverts um, on Google on Google AdWords are a lot more expensive than they used to yeah. be, are more expensive than Facebook. Yes, it's still possible to be successful on there, but yep. um, you have to make sure that you're optimizing everything that you're doing in yes. order to make sure that you're making money. Correct. Now, that's where, you know, why you need to learn um, in, from your competitors. Because in that process, a lot of people just give up right away, but they already bit the keyword, the CPC up in, in a way for everybody, including yourself, right? So you need to really, first of all, identify who is the good advertisers in Google AdWords, right? The one that has done the optimization, um, the one that has the budget to actually doing the optimization. And then from then, you can really start learning about the strategy, the keyword, the ad copies, and the offers itself. And then you can start coming up with your own strategy based on that. I'm not saying that you have to do it because you need to copy them, but you really need to, un need to understand how you can actually go against these guys, you know, the one that has all the, the, the budget um, and uh, uh, an expertise to actually make this kind of optimization. But if once you understand the whole layout of that, then you can start thinking, okay, how can I use an ad copy that stands out more than anyone else? How can I come up with an offer that can be, you know, that can stand out against against uh, the other competitors like that? So I think that is the need of doing this optimization. Uh, I mean, like learning from uh, 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 competitors because that way you will cut all the learning curve that could be very expensive if you don't do it, if you just go 
go at it and then without having any proper planning or research done in previous that. Okay, so um, you can obviously, you know, through the software that you offer, uh, review quite quickly which competitors are ranking quite well for the keywords that you want to be targeting and have a look to see what kind of copy they use in terms of yep. their ads as well. But in terms of next stages after that, what, what you don't want to do is actually copy um, their ads directly. Correct. So what, what is the next stage? How do you actually get to the stage where you've got brilliant copy yourself? Um, because there's there seems to be a little bit of a gap between you know reviewing someone's ad and having a great ad yourself. Yes. Um, so, for example, like um, if you go to Google and then you type in a CRM software, right, and you see everybody is using the word CRM software on the headline, you mm -hmm. know, so you you see like a lot of the people are using that, and it may be for a reason, but you can be some, you know, you can be different. You can try to think that, you know, what is a CRM stands for, you know, like customer relation management. Maybe you can expand on that. Um, maybe you can change the ad copy uh, instead of just two, two, three line, three, two, three lines of the body copy. You can just use one body copy, like you know, try for free or something like that, you know. But ad copy itself is, uh, I think, is just a small part of the whole Google AdWords e equation, because at the end of the day. What matters is the keywords and the landing page more, I would say, because mm -hmm. the landing page is the one that, you know, different from one company to another and the offers and the user experience is going to be different. So you need to be able to, you know, kind of like get a sense like, okay, what, how my offer stands up against the others. Remember, your prospect is just two clicks away to see what other competitors are doing, you know? So um, you, you need to understand that part, you know, the, 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 the offer of your product itself. Like if nobody's doing the free trial, maybe you want to do free trial. Every, if everybody's doing free trial, then you might want to do something like, hey, call us for a demo or something like that, you know, just be different. So would you part. say that most businesses maybe make a mistake by um, analyzing their competitors' ads but not following through and analyzing their competitors' landing pages? I think so, yeah, because that's, that's the biggest thing. The, uh, you know, in the ad copy level, you can do so much. Um, from my research, essentially, I talked to some of the users when they want to um, start comparing solutions, right? They see, for example, like that, CRM software. They see Zoho, they see uh, Salesforce, they see uh, Infusionsoft, like that. So they just click, 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 click. So uh, the ad, on the ad copy level, there will be a limit where, you know, um, you stand out or you cannot just, you cannot be different, any different anymore because everybody's saying that. But on the, on the landing page itself, those are the one that is pretty unique. I think you know between the offer between the Salesforce, the the Zoho, and and the rest. Those are the one that you really want to capture the most. I think. Right. Okay. Um, and obviously, Google started out um, you know ten years ago or so with AdWords, and they they started off with a fairly basic product where you could just um, select the the title, description, and display URL on the actual landing page. But now they've got so many extra things like um, ad extensions. You can yes. select the actual time of day, the specific type of users you want to be targeting as well. Can you suggest two or three 
things to look at as part of that ad buying process that businesses really, really need to consider? I think it depends on the, the type of business. If you're a local business or you're a service business, it's good to have to, to put like phone number, um, so call extension, as well as the like location extension so that you can put in your address. And the reason being that you're going to take more spaces than your competitors like that, right? If you're like in a software business um, or any like lead gen that is nationwide, I think the review extension is one of the most powerful thing because, you know, you, you see the stars and Google doesn't make it uh, easy for anyone to come up with the review extension. So you have to be on, uh, you have to have like, uh, like 30 reviews on the trusted, the select trusted uh, uh, review site by Google. Um, so, you know, like it, if you can get those uh, 30 reviews or testimonials on those websites, you can start putting that um, star, I mean, uh, what do you call that? The, the, the star, the stars rating in on your Google ads again, you know? Um, so that I think uh, the review extension is 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 really powerful because once you get over that, it's going to be hard for your competitors to collect that thirty uh, reviews for them themselves. You know. Okay, I've um, got a question here in the in the chat um, for repeats listeners. We're recording this live on Blab, and the question is: um, What about straight um, direct response marketing? What are the top drivers in response when it comes to PPC? So, I would imagine that means actually in terms of call to action on the landing page. Page, I would think. Are there any more effective common strategies that you're seeing nowadays? I think the easiest way is to find to get keyword. I mean, not keyword. The the email address, right? So right. Um, the best way is what I see, and we 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 monitor thousands of thousands of landing pages, um, and um, the one that seems to be most popular these days by the bigger clients. I mean, the bigger uh, agents uh, websites that what that has sophisticated marketing. Um, Automation is really they're trying to get the email address as soon as they can. They buy offering um, an email, um, an ebook, or white uh, white paper, or any any of the guide, anything that that is download downloadable to 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 kind of like get the uh, audience, the 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 visitors' uh, email addresses like that. That's I think that's the biggest, the most powerful one. Okay, and uh, obviously the next stage after that is marketing automation and and being as um, um, defined as possible in terms of um, who that customer is and trying tailoring a, yes. a personalized message for them as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah. again, that leads you into other form of forms of digital marketing. But in relation to paid advertising, again, is paid or pay per click advertising not maybe? quite as popular as it once was um are we seeing google embrace things like cpm and video advertising and are we going to have to look at other paid advertising models online a little bit more in the future i think the biggest one is um the biggest competitors of like google adwords advertising is facebook and youtube because those are the 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 most commonly channel used uh, by by um, by users, right? But in terms of you know, like Google AdWords itself, I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon because it's a different type of channels. You know, like when you consume your media content, basically your content via Facebook or Google or YouTube, 
it's not that you're looking for YouTube, maybe a little bit, but uh, specifically on Facebook, I don't normally type in what I'm looking for in Facebook search. I just consume whatever uh, it's it's presented to me on that, right? So it's mm. it's more for like awareness level. But for in terms of of uh, finding solutions, so far I have seen no um, alternatives than Google AdWords than search to actually find out about. You know, like if you were looking for some specific answers, you probably can use it or you use it through different, uh, through different devices. I use it more in the mobile, more on a desktop maybe. But in terms of the channels, I think it's still going to be on, you know, using Google AdWords still going to be there for that particular purpose, you know, like searching for solutions. And in terms of the future of different types of search engines, do you think... Um, it's likely we might see a significant competitor to Google, might Bing or or Yahoo or uh, even a smaller player come up and actually take right. more of the search market share in the future. At this point, I don't think so because of the brand power of Google. You know, like unless they can come up with totally significantly different way of doing it from the way Google does it, then they are competing against a brand name that is already. Uh, part of the vocabulary of people, you know, like people use it, like just Google it. Nobody says like just Yahoo it or just Bing it like that, right? So yeah. it's 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 part of like it's maybe the technology and the the result. I would say if I compare it apple to apple, maybe they're not that much different, you know, between Google search result and and and, and Bing search result, but. It's just already in program in people's mind that you know you use for search you use Google, for it, anything else you you know like in the majority of the, the the users in the planet I would say that's the way it is. It's funny you use the word Apple there because um, you never know Apple might actually bring out their own proper search engine at some point in the future, and then you yeah. might be comparing Google with Apple. In the future. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I reckon um, that just about takes us to the first um, section of, of the discussion here. So coming up, we're going to be learning about um, the one piece of software that Leon couldn't <laughs> be without. But um, first of all, um, I want to say a big thank you to Oren Greenberg. Um, Oren was actually a guest on number um, 48, episode 48 of Digital Marketing Radio. And um, that topic was actually SEO techniques in 2014. Can you believe it? We're already in 2016. Um, the reason I mentioned Oren you should go back and listen to that episode. Is uh, Orton actually wrote a nice um, review in iTunes just last week saying, um, David, David's evident passion for digital is a strong driving force in bringing alive what is rapidly changing industry with rich insights from a broad mix of experts. Highly engaging and interesting content. Warmly recommended. Really appreciate that, Orton. It's great to, to get um, good reviews in iTunes. So thanks for that. But um, Let's segue into the second section of our discussion now. So that focuses more on Leon's thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So Leon, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Google Analytics. Okay. That's the biggest one. Like, um, I think it's probably because we're a technical company. Um so there's a lot of things that we just built in-house um, because if trying you to use some other third-party vendors might not cut the way, you know, like might not uh, f- uh, n- 
provide what we we're looking for, so we just build it in-house. But Google Analytics is something that we, we just don't have the capacity to actually build in-house. So, um, you know, Google Analytics is, is the only one that I use it in, in and out to see the, to analyze our, you know, visitors, our existing users, and so on. But other things, um, the other thing is like maybe like MailChimp. Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I mean, we, we, we use uh, uh, MailChimp quite a lot, but... Um, not 100% satisfied. I think we we can use a different type of uh, uh, marketing automation, but um, we just don't have the you know like maybe the resources just now to actually come to go into the different type of uh, marketing automation that is a lot more robust in that sense. But those are the two things that I we use most of the time. And if they took it took them out from us, it's like ah. What am I gonna do? <laughs> you know, Google Analytics and and uh, Mailchimp, huh? Mailchimp. Yeah. Have you tried recently um, another analytics software? Like, uh, obviously, there's there's some cheap and and even free alternatives, or do they simply not offer anything at all uh, compared with Google Analytics? Yes, um, I actually have a friend that um, uses Omniture all the time. And um, you know they paid hundreds of thousands of, of dollars, and um, I, I I kind of like get a glimpse of it. And now he he told me that you know Google Analytics have moved so much that a lot of the functionalities and in, in those uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars software is already implemented in Google Analytics for free. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't imagine any other tools out there can do kind of like the same kind of like. Uh, you know, technology capacity with Google Google Analytics in that sense. So I haven't really looked for any different analytics. I look at like mixed panels and um, and some other tools, but um, it's the main part of it. Like those kind of like software, either I have to do a lot of customization, uh, which eventually we decided that we just build it in house rather than trying to optimize. You know, using their uh, technologies. In that sense, so uh, but again, you know, like Google Analytics, I haven't seen uh, anyone come close to it. In that sense, okay. Well, here's a slightly more challenging question: What piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Um, that's the, the the marketing automation thing that I'm looking at. I heard about Infusionsoft and you know, like Marketo or Pardot. But mm. those are a very high level of um, um, very expensive, essentially. So I am not sure just yet. But those the the marketing automation is someone something that uh, we're looking at. Um, maybe trying to see if we can implement it like this year or 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 next. In that sense, um, HubSpot is also another potential uh, contender in in that uh, arena. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting players. Certainly, I mean. You see Aweber and MailChimp um, starting to make inroads now into it, and that, that, that's nice to see um, because um, I think for a couple of years the, the traditional email providers tended to focus on that rather than actually the marketing automation side of things. You, you've got um, cheaper tools um, such as Autopilot HQ. 
yep. and a- active campaign that would probably be worthwhile you considering as well. But also, mm. you know, it, it, it's worthwhile having a look at um, even Mailchimp Pro because um, Mailchimp that, Pro, that's okay. something that, that, that Mailchimp are, are launching as well. There, there's so many options out there. It's, uh, yeah. it's quite hard to see. I, I guess that's that's part of it is, is a branding thing, right? And uh, I'm a bit fascinated by 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 the power of branding these days. Like Mailchimp, I'm already a customer of Mailchimp. I didn't even know that they have this marketing automation what Mailchimp Pro you mentioned? Um, it's because I when I go in and you know I already am used to it and I know that people you know like we everybody's using it for that kind of like marketing list. I mean email management list more than marketing automation. So I didn't even know that. So yeah, I will definitely check check on that. It's, it's, it's certainly not um, marketed as as a real marketing automation tool, but um, uh. they're they're certainly making inroads in that direction. I haven't tried the pro version. I've tried a, you know I use Aweber quite a bit. I've tried Aweber um, Mailchimp um, quite a bit as well. I, I'm not aware of of Mailchimp Pro, but. Um, it it seems like every six months there's another great piece of software that that that, that um, right. comes into the mix. So it's hard it's hard to make a decision. It's true. But um, <laughs> let's just move on to. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? That's a tough question. Um, a lot, essentially. Um, you know, I came from a technical background, so I'm not that comfortable being in front of people and doing this kind of like public speaking for for a long time so i wish um i had a mentor i wish i had the like advisors on this field that um can push me a little bit faster or a little bit further um in terms of sales and marketing and business building itself rather than you know sitting behind the, the desk and trying to think about possible combination of products and you know some of the technical stuff that I probably shouldn't get involved that much as much as um, as I should uh, right now I think it's easy as a business owner to spend most of your time doing the things that you're most comfortable doing yes it's 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 tough you know everyone everyone's like that and I, I suppose when you see someone else or when you're trying to delegate the tasks that you do well and you see someone else doing them and maybe they're not doing them to the same standard as you would do them, then that, that, that must be really tough. It is. It is. That's the tough part. You know, that, that makes you always get pulled back into that same position with it, that you're trying to, you know, trying to delegate. And then, yeah, I, I totally agree, especially, you know, like it's, it's, it's part of human mind, I think, to always trying to be in the path of least resistance so when when you're you know trying when i'm trying to do some marketing or write blog posts and and um trying to be out there i was like oh man it took me so long as compared to building a product you know and then i just you know you know what let's just build a product rather than writing a blog post or being in a in in a position where you know you have to do a lot of a public speaking or something like that you know yes yeah but the thing is um, the way that content marketing is going, video is so much involved now, and it's difficult, I think, or more difficult now to really push um, an online business forward without being willing to actually push yourself forward as right. well. Yeah. Totally agree. It's, 
that's why I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing a good job. You know, it's, the thing is, I mean, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be the most outgoing person in the world. Um, you simply have to be passionate about what you do and, you know, be knowledgeable. And, and you're, you're certainly that. So um, yeah. thanks for, for joining us. Um, but, you know, th that was talking about the challenges that you've had in the past. You know, you can bring it back to marketing activities in the present day. Obviously, Ispionage focuses on pay-per-click in terms of helping clients. Does that mean that pay-per-click marketing is your primary focus in terms of marketing activity as well? Yes, that's that's our main kind of like channel that is the most comforting channel for us. Um, but we are trying to expand our wings to be more, you know, um, make people aware that we exist, that we are, uh, that we have. Uh, so essentially, we're trying to get into that that awareness level right now by, you know, getting on this kind of interview by doing, um, you know, a lot more uh, blog posts. Uh, basically content like that so that's on the on one end that that we're trying to do the awareness level on the other end we also are trying to uh, using the same kind of like mechanism um, using the content to actually increase conversion in that sense so yeah okay so, so it's a more organic content marketing um, is good to be part of part of the mix um, in terms of what you do moving forward yes yes the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much. Mm. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go? Ready. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one -on -one relation. Paid search or SEO? Both. Ooh. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? Websites. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Definitely global marketing. Yay! I think the answer that surprised me the most was um, paid search or SEO. You picked both. I thought you were going to say paid search all day long, but uh, interesting. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think paid and and organic is, is essentially, you know, like their brothers and cousins are, you know, it's very much the similar, you know, like whatever we learn from Google paid search that will be implemented on our organic, you know, because in organic, to find out the result, it takes about six months, maybe even more, you know, and if you mm. do it right and op all the optimization and, and so on. And um, and then after that, you know, uh, you, you can start reaping the benefit. And that is if you are doing the, the right keyword research, right? Um, I've done some kind of like SEO optimization where, you know, I thought this is the right keyword. And then when I did it, it wasn't really the keyword that I was, you know, that's not the keyword that my biggest prospect should come from. And right. then we were just like, man, we wasted this long to get ranked so high on this keyword. And then it, it, it got it all wrong, right? I mean, we it's not converting, essentially. We got traffic, but it's not converting. 
So Google AdWords helps helps us in really identifying what keywords that's really you know useful uh, for for us to actually do SEO. So that's why. But I think it, both of them are are very hand in hand. You know, um, yeah, both PPC and SEO. It's a great way to test to see what works, certainly as well. Yes. Um, it, because it, it was interesting. Um, what what are the the first online marketing courses that I took was a course called Traffic Secrets by a guy called John Reese. And that was uh-huh. 11 years ago or something like that. And he produced this course and he was a master of um, arbitrage, actually, um, uh-huh. with pay-per-click advertising and then just um, um, obviously having advertising on another site and just, just making you know, a, a lot of great money from that. But uh, he was a brilliant digital marketer and um, he's, he's not he's still around nowadays. I don't believe he's teaching uh, as, as much, certainly as well. Um, one other um, interesting point in relation to that, um, I mean, I've been to a, a couple of different Google events and Google will say it's best to pay for the same keyword that you're ranking number one for because you actually get additional different traffic and it's not just the same traffic that you'll get. So just mm. because you're ranking number one organically doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay for advertising on pay-per-click. Right. Do, you agree with, do you agree with that? I agree. And um, I think for us, it's the brand term most of the time, right? Our brand, our own, when people type in ICPNH, we already rank. High, number one on organically, but um, we're still paying for the 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 PPC because our competitors is trying to you know like outbid us in that sense. And same thing for any type of you know core your core keywords. Let's say you you're already ranked number one for certain keywords. I'm pretty sure some of your competitors will try to top you on that. So you need to top them again by bidding bidding that. That, those keywords and you'll you'll take two pretty much like two very precious real estate you sandwich your competitors in between you know when you do those kind of like uh, uh, kind of like uh, techniques of uh, PPC that will um, you know increase the the trust in user level if they don't know much about as um, Google SERPs you know they will see like oh how come this guy is showing up two times as compared to the other guy and you'll increase the likelihood for conversion on that part. So I totally agree on that part. But if your brand is trademarked, can you not um, complain to Google that um, other people are bidding in your brand then? Not at all. I mean, you you cannot use the trademark term in the ad copy, but you can still mm. use them to trigger the competitors right. or your trigger copy. The okay. yeah. So it's, Got no, you. yeah, you cannot do anything about that. That's a bit cheeky, but um, <laughs> you can understand why Google want to do it. Certainly, of course, from, uh, of course, business perspective. So, what about if um, no one is actually bidding on your brand name? In that instance, if you're ranking number one organically for your brand name, do you think you, it's still worthwhile bidding um, to be to to for paid traffic as well? The best way to do so is to test it because if you right. know nobody is, uh, you know, if you don't have any competitors at all, basically, there's a chance that you're just uh, in a very small niche, so you probably don't need that. You know, the probably why do you even pay uh, for paid search in that sense? You know, so yeah, you probably have to test it like with or without, and see what if there's any dent in terms of revenue in terms of conversion by doing that. Great advice. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? 
Hmm, good question. I think I would hire like a graphic designer and some of the freelancers that I need, like um, um, admin, virtual assistant, like that, and just a whole army of them in in uh, the Philippines or somewhere that is a lot cheaper, you know, for a year. Because I cannot just do it, you know, if, if you hire them for just a few months, um, which is you can with $10,000, you probably can do that in the U.S. But if you do it here, then the training, their training is going to be a lot more expensive. But if you can hire them for a year in some outsourced country, uh, like, you know, like the Philippines and, and other places like that, it, you will be able, they will be able to love, you know, help you out instead of uh, adding more overhead. So I think that would, that's what I would do. You know, it needs to have okay. some kind of duration, not just, just like that, like that, you know. One of the previous guys that I interviewed on Digital Marketing Radio was Chris Ducker, and he's an expert at um, outsourcing to the Philippines. And you can also use other services like um, Upwork. And, yep, that's um, what we use. The, the, that's who you would recommend yourself, would it be? Yes, that they 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 provide the perfect um, reporting system because one of the challenges of hiring this outsource is, is essentially like if they're doing your job or not, right? Um, but like using app AppWorks, uh, they provide a very excellent uh, monitoring system, so that you know this person actually working for your task or not, like that. So yeah. Okay, great, great tips. Um, but that just takes us on to my number one takeaway. So, Leon, you've offered um a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses? Uh, tough question. I think um, if, because there's so many if then, if then, you know, like it, it depends on your um, business stage. If you're starting out, then you really need to, I think, need to be able to be out there and then get your brand name, get more traffic to your website first, right? And if for anything uh, digital, if, you, if you're not in the vicinities of anybody's mind, then it, there's no, you know, no matter how great your product is or services then it's it's useless right so mm -hmm. if you are already in the somewhat middle or late stage where you already have some kind of visitors um, you already have some kind of like uh, visibilities on the internet I think customer success might be something that you want to really focus on because um, the power of word of marketing is uh, the power of uh, Woma right is that wor uh, word of word of mouth yeah, word of mouth marketing okay. is mm -hmm. so powerful. I mean, that from what our analysis, I mean, on our business is that that is like the most converting channel for us. And that is only, you can only get that if you provide a good service or a good product. So it depends on the, on the type of business, it, you know, you need to kind of like adjust it um, independently. You know, like if you're starting out, then get traffic first, get, get, get more visitors to websites. If you already have a certain websites, do very good that the customer service is the customer success type in that sense. So you mentioned earlier on um, Google Analytics is one of your favorite pieces of software. Can you use Google Analytics to measure word of mouth? And, Probably um, not, yeah. <laughs> so in, in our onboarding process, we always ask people like, where did you hear about us, right? So on this this part, we don't, 
we don't we don't get it from Google Analytics, of course, is word of mouth. And when one of the drop down, we asked like, you know, we, did you hear about us from Google, from from other channels? And we got about ten percent, even more than ten percent. I think is like um, referrals from colleagues, referrals from other people like that. You know, so we were like, okay, um, it's interesting, you know, to see that. That's lovely, um, and th- that's obviously a successful business because um, if you're getting your customers sticking with you, but not only sticking with you, actually recommending their friends and colleagues to sign up with you as well, you, you must be doing something right. And it's getting tougher, I think, to be a business that produces a, a really bad product and service because obviously more and more people talk online now and will share bad as well as good. Right, right. Well, that, that is one of the importance of knowing or getting to know your your markets as well your competitors essentially because in in every situation right now these days you think that your product is unique but when you go to the internet there's always someone else is offering um, something that is very similar or can be an alternative of your product or service right so you really need to think about like okay how can I be different when you're different and you when you come up with something unique i think you know it, it it makes it easier for word of mouth marketing to happen because like no one else is doing it even though it's not doesn't have to be completely 100% unique but unique in certain angle is good enough for people's like you know what that that guy's report is a lot easier to read than the other the other guy's report for example something like that right that will e- eventually like okay um let's refer this guy to, to 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 my friends as compared to the other guy just a slight increment um, better or unique uh, value proposition as compared to your competitors will actually help your word of mark uh, word of mouth marketing i would say got you got you there's, so there's there's too many businesses out there that are seeing something else out there that is successful and essentially just copying it and then right. wondering why their business isn't a success because it's just a carbon copy yep Exactly, and it's, it's 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 rightly so because you know, like if you think just the big picture, like social media marketing, for example, there's so many um, you know agencies or consultants that offer that, right? It's a big umbrella, but everybody else is offering like social media marketing for um, they they manages um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so on. If you really be specific on certain things, like you know, I don't see a lot of SlideShare. Um, marketing, where a lot of experts are actually using slide shares. But if you just promote it, like I'm, you know, if you're a social media uh, marketers, consultants like that, but you said that I'm really good at slide shares and these are yeah. the proven, you know, you have you are different in certain angle, but you're still in the social media aspect. Now you're starting to see it's like, okay, that's unique as compared to other, um, you know, like uh, social media marketers that just focus on Facebook and Twitter, which most of the people are just focusing on those, I think. Yeah, so that's a great piece of advice as well, actually, because um, people like Martin Shervington, um, he was on another earlier episode of Digital Marketing Radio, he just focuses on Google+. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's recognized for that, you know, and um, he's done very, very well with that, certainly, as well. So it's funny you mentioned SlideShare, actually, because SlideShare have been around for a long time, right. and they, they seem like quite you know an, an old place, but they can drive a lot of traffic. Um, I, I did a, a talk about 10 months ago, and just last week, I had a look at the, the slides on SlideShare, and it had had um, 6,500 views. 
And that's without me doing anything at all to it. Right. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I could have actually done something to share it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, like certain, you know, every social media has its own characteristic, right? Slide shares are perfect for someone that really want to show their expertise on something. It's the kind of like a B2B type, you know, people just don't go, they don't go to slide share for fun. They want to do for, you know, like want to learn something. So if you have like a B2B business, and want to show your capacity of increasing certain function of a business. You want to may you want to, you know, put it in there and then it linked up to your LinkedIn as well. And those are, you know, LinkedIn is the social media for professionals. So it's it matches really well with that kind of like, um, um, you know, eco- ecosystem essentially for, for professionals in that sense. You've offered so much value there, Leon. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, but I, I reckon that just about takes us to the end of our discussion. So um, thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what, what you do? Um, I have my Twitter account is, uh, at Leon Krishnayana. Um, that's just my personal Twitter account and you can reach me at L E O N, um, at Leon Chris, essentially L E O N K R I S at com. That's my, uh, email, uh, business email address. And you can also just come to com and check it out and, if you like it, you sign up and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get an email from me when you do that. Lovely. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> certainly include links to all that in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com as well. So um, great stuff. Um, so um, thanks to Leon and thank you to your listener too. If you enjoyed what Leon shared today, here's how you can help. Go to your friend's iPhone, go to the podcast app and search for Digital Marketing Radio. Click on the show and hit the subscribe button and make them listen too. And finally, I'm also host of another live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that. But that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios. And um, thank you again for joining me, Leon. Lots of um, great information. Thank you. <laughs>